Yeah, because like, I, I mean, not to sound like Negro Domus or nothing, but remember I said, you know, the black excellence, black uh, what did I, how have we not how's no one coined black excellence when we say black excellence you know what I'm saying? So let's let's do it now that's our shit black excellence so the, the black excellence <laughs> is always mm. balanced by the tragedy so you have the tragedy of the atlanta falcons the blackest team blowing a 25 point lead Jesus. and losing the super bowl to the whitest team in nfl history to the most but, racist fucking quarterback not right. probably not in NFL history. You also not. have you also have that same weekend, that same weekend you have the black excellence of a trio of independent rappers from northern Atlanta area yeah. going number one on the billboard charts. This is the cold open. I'm Sean White, and that's Julian Long. And this week, the South got something to say. To me, the problem is a number one white people. <laughs> this, Got, is, this could be the universal beginning of every conversation we ever have. And then I'll just be like, why is that, Sean? Because white chicken. people. Why is that, Sean? Television. Like, <laughs> yep. no matter what the topic, the number one problem is white people. Tell, tell, tell them why they white, Sean. Uh, tell them why. Well, no. So it's here's the thing, man, is like white people. All right. So I was thinking about this earlier, bro. And like this really like I was having like a moment like in the car. You know what I'm saying? I was in the lanes just driving around and yeah. I was like, you know what? As much as our artistic expression means to us, whether it's music, dance, even our comedy, everything that black people or African-Americans produce is so sacred. It's so sacred. It's so imbued with spirit, right? Like, you know, like you listen to something like Michael Jackson singing, I want you back. Mm -hmm. And even though he is probably hungry at that point, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just signed to Motown, like him and his five brothers, nobody has a pot to piss in at that point. Right. But like this six, seven year old kid had managed to record probably an unimpeachable piece of just pure unadulterated joy for music. Like you feel the soul of a child every time you hear I Want You Back. And I think that's one of the reasons why people listen to it 60 or 40 years after it was ever released. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's the way it is with a lot of our, 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 a lot of our expression, even like the silly things we come up with, like the Cupid Shuffle or, you know, whatever it might be. It's, it's sacred to us because this is what we use to continue to exist, right, and survive. But since it is so sacred, it's also very attractive, and it's attractive to people who aren't black, a.k.a. Right. white people. Um, right. and, and inevitably, they can't help but get their Rachel Dolezal on and muck up and get their hands and their fingers and dirty and, like, get all up in the mix. And this is what happened with rap music because I'm old enough to remember before there was no rap music. Like, it, Jesus. it did not exist. Exactly. I remember like walking around thinking, music's cool, but it's missing something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, honestly. No, I do. I get it. It's just, that's such a weird thing to be able to say. Yeah. I like, mean, I, I know remember, that it, you know, I know that that's a thing, but it's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it. the first time I heard somebody rapping, period. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, <gasps> 
oh my god, what is that? <laughs> and I knew, like, I it was like the thing that I was always, always are missing. To, are we about to have a brown sugar moment? Are you about to? Tell no, no, me no. It's not. A, that's not. That's not even like a brown sugar moment. I'm just saying that, like, I I feel like people take for granted now that this thing called rap music has always existed. That this culture right. of hip hop has always been as full as it is now or not as full as it is now. And I think that because we're forced to look at our own sacred art form through the lens of white people, white supremacy and white interests, we tend to go along with the flow when they discount brothers from the South who have that DIY down pat, they do for themselves, they make their music for themselves, they don't care about the mainstream. And so the, the knee jerk reaction from the machine is, Oh, we got to delegitimize this. We got to get these people out of here. And unfortunately, the majority of us go right along with that. But the South got something to say. <laughs> Which I'll just take as my cue. So here's my thing. Not, and and I don't I don't think there's anything that I can add to your point specifically. So I'm just going to I'm going to posit this. Yep. One of the things that I can appreciate about the South as a culture um as a, as a culture within itself and as a culture in terms of its impact on America overall is that not only does not only do do artists, practitioners, creators from the South do for self. But I guess maybe in a way kind of not counter to your point, but uh, the other side of the coin is they share. So essentially what I'm saying is when the South wins, everybody wins. And I think historically, mm -hmm. if you look at, you know, if you really look at the migration of black folk from, you know, from the from the rural South to the industrialized North, mm -hmm. you see that when black people were doing well and they were doing well in the South, or at least doing well enough to get out, mm -hmm. they brought what they had to offer to wherever they landed. Mm -hmm. Like, I think people people try to discredit and want to look down at Southerners as, you know, not being as, you know, whether they're not as metropolitan or whatever the, the arguments might be. But the fact of the matter is when the South wins, everybody wins. When the South started winning hip hop again, hip hop had started to stagnate. You know, the East Coast wasn't doing what it used to do. Nope. The, you know, after the losses of Biggie and Tupac, everybody was kind of standing around with their hands in their pocket like, well, we're still going to make great, great music. But every other song was an anthem celebrating the slain. Which right. is good for a little while, but it wasn't really innovating. No. And the South started to win. And when the South started to win, hip-hop started to win again. And that's a big yeah. deal. Um, similarly, with just about anything, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll kind of wrap it in a personal anecdote. Go ahead. When I had the fortune to uh, work for a major record label, and I, um, I was working on a video and got the opportunity to meet Andre 3000 of OutKast. Hey. This is a multi-platinum award-winning and this was you know short Outcast was don't forget short <laughs> <laughs> but, but i mean like, well no big boy is short yeah big boy is really uh, short like big boy is short for real andre but, is normal size yeah he's normal size but he regular um, <laughs> regular size rudy you, you watch Bob's burgers. yeah exactly um, he's regular size rudy but um this this you know multi-platinum award-winning incredibly famous rapper and just well-known celebrity in general sits down in this basement with his plate of vegan food and turns to me and says hey man you want to get down on this <laughs> that's cool that's it's really mad cool. cool because really cool. literally if he eaten everybody eating everybody eating damn 
And and that's one of the things that I can appreciate about say the amen, somebody. Somebody ought to. I wish somebody I had a praying church amen. up in him. You know. <laughs> but like that's one of the things that I do appreciate about the South as a culture is that when the South and I think part of that too has to do with the the uh undue adversity that Southern talents across the board have to deal with in the first place just to be heard, just to be taken seriously with mm, so much you to, of you need to elaborate on that. Let's go. <laughs> Well, so much of the so much of the power centers for for uh, distribution and packaging of media mm-hmm. and voices mm-hmm. are centralized in the Northeast and the West, yep. you know. And while the South is essentially the South, in in a way, is a little bit like Africa as far as America is concerned. <laughs> it's like, you know, for real, like real talk. It's the place that everybody kind of grew out of, but nobody oh, okay. wants to. Nobody oh, wants you mean to recognize in the, it. In the- in the global genealogical in the global, sense. Yeah, in the global geological and historical sense, like Africa as the motherland, like the South as the yeah, United 100%. States is essentially the place from which most of America was birthed. And nobody wants to acknowledge that that's where we all come from. Folk in the South don't mind if you win. Like, I can win, you can win, we all can win. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier about like- Are we talking about white people? No, I'm talking about black people. Okay, and I'm saying yeah, that's yeah, what okay, balances yeah. it out. So it's like for every active white person in their face saying, I hope you fail, nigger. What kind of name was right. ludicrous? Right. Right. There's, exactly. You're never like, gonna make it, boy. Right. There's like four <laughs> other black people being like, Come on, man, I'll put you on. We can all sleep in this same basement and crank out, you know, amazing platinum yeah. records. I'm going back to the dungeon family. But oh, like, no, no, no. And they're the archetype. I mean, because what's what's amazing is and what you get when you're down south too is you do get that oral tradition being alive and well, because what happens is, is the story of Master P, the story of Baby, or whomever it is that we're selling tapes out the trunk or making music out the basement, gets right. shared over and over, and people believe they can do that shit too. Right. Let, let, I can't let's... stand Gucci Mane. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know that hurts oh, a lot of people. I know oh, it hurts, that hurts a lot of people. My feelings. I know. Now, but you, I don't like Gucci Mane. Tell me I, why. Now, tell me why. There's occasional song. Every once in a while, something will come out and I'll be like, okay, Gucci Mane, I'll listen to this. Matter of fact, you did a mix like shit, like 2008, 2009 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you put me up on. It was Field Day Radio 7. So it was probably earlier than oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a Gucci song on there that I actually really like. You know, I'm a gangster. <laughs> that you know the one I'm talking about? And I was I, like, damn it. I hate myself for liking that shit. But that shit is on my iDevice as we speak. Hey. Like, but I don't Gucci. like Gucci Mane. And it it literally has more to do with the way that I was introduced to his persona when I was in Atlanta. And okay. it was just so super. It was so super gangstery, and I was like, "Man, I, I I just didn't have the energy for all that. Like, I I was just I was done so, with that shit." So let me ask you this, bro: Have you paid an ounce of attention to him since he recently got out of jail? Since the new Gucci, yes. Uh, not really, but mostly because, to be perfectly honest, I I'm trying to decide if I'm of the age where I own all the music I'll need to own. You know what I'm really? saying? Like, you're not. You're not. I'm, I know. I know this I about like... you. I know that enough to say, yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> but, gonna flirt um, with it, right? You're gonna flirt with it, but then you're gonna be right back on what's new. You I'll know? be trying to find, you know, from time to time, I'll be trying to find some shit to listen to. 
Um, but no, no me, I have not paid that kind of attention to New Gucci. My understanding let, is that he's ahead. like New Gorilla Zoe, not in not in in terms of the content, but in terms of the persona. Because like Gorilla Zoe went through this transformation where he became all like deep and and brooding and damn near emo, and like white magazines were, ra- were writing about him right. like they had just discovered blues music. Right, 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 right. And see, that's an, and I think that you hit on what I was trying to like sort of encompass earlier is is that they're the like down south they're so close to the the previous traditions of music, whether it's R and B, jazz, or blues, that they're not scared to put those those tones in their music. You know what I'm saying? Like up, we kind of like up up above the Mason Dixon line. I think we kind of like repackage shit or like we come at it from a really weird way. Like Absolutely. we. we 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 come at it like it's not a part of us, you know. Um, right. It's a product so like, as opposed to an artifact of your being. Right. It's it's just not it's not right there on your arm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you go find it. So let me posit this, dude, because I <clears throat> I like to do stuff like this. So have you ever heard the theory that you're either Beatles or Rolling Stones? I've heard you're either Beatles or Elvis, but I I can accept you're either Beatles or Rolling Stones. Okay. Yeah. So so I believe you're either Jeezy or Gucci. I'm Jeezy. Ooh, see now, yeah. I do not like Young Jeezy, and I can understand that. When I first met Jeezy, I didn't actually. I met Jeezy's entourage, and then he came did. through, and, and this was like right at this was right after the whole um, whatever that shit was they was doing with Puffy, and then he went off on his own. Oh, the Boys in the Hood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he yeah. went off on his own and became like insta celebrity. And so the thing about Jeezy was. Atlanta folk talked about Jeezy the way Denver folk talk about the Broncos. Like you just right. you have to love them. You have to. And I was right. like, I love shit. Right. Like I right. just got just got off the fucking plane. I ain't gotta love this dude. Like you got to. Like Jeezy's the right. best. like he's the greatest. He's and I'm like, who I'm like, what is this little flicked looking snowman y'all are all wearing? Like he's terrible. He is kind of flicked looking though. He's a little flicked. But no, like yes. the little, the actual little snowman gravity they all had on yeah. black sweatshirts with snowman on. Yep. And I was like, these look terrible. I remember them days. Yeah. And then I was like, and then I was like, man, I don't want to hear about another like coke dealing somebody because the way you feel about, you know, what I'm saying like the way you feel about pimp culture, and I feel the same way about pimp culture. So I would say like the way we've talked about pimp culture and how the celebration of that has just gotten a bit, it, it's too much when you consider mm-hmm. the destruction that it does. I have long felt that way about you know the drug game, the coke game in particular, and in and the celebration of it bothers me. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, even even to the point of the affectionate names for cocaine, I was just like, this is bullshit. So I wasn't into that. And then you know, between trap star and then playing that new Jeezy and all the dope boys hey. going crazy and. I was like, you know, the ad libs hey. thing. Everybody's like, he's the king of ad libs, and I'm like, it don't. He's it not. Don't he has one ad lib. Yeah, hey. like it don't take a lot for that. But he grew on me. I mean, he's since grown away from me. I'm not a fan yeah. now. But if I had to choose between the two, particularly at that time, I was Jeezy all day. So, um, you know, uh, the 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 the, and I always get it twisted. So forgive me if I get it wrong. But as I remember. Jeezy tried to, or the 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 story is the the legend is is that Jeezy tried to kill Gucci, or Gucci tried to kill Jeezy, one of the two, and I always get it flopped around, but I do believe it's Jeezy sent killers to kill Gucci, and Gucci got away. 
Like hmm. he sh- he should not be here. That sounds um, like the worst like nursery school storybook ever. <laughs> Jesus the killers to Gucci. And Gucci got away. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know ev- like like that's how I like so I remember so so icy which is my like that is my personal theme music. Like if you ever see videotape of me walking, walking understand it, is it, yes is in my so head icy. is so icy. <laughs> um. So and I, I always I love so icy and I was like I just don't understand like why you know like what happened to this record and then I started doing my research and found out that like you know that it was a big to do because both people wanted that record for the themselves yeah exactly and then and that's it, and see like that's the kind of bullshit that will get on my nerves and turn me off on our like really we really we're literally motherfucking jacking for beats really like in real and, life we gonna kill somebody over a motherfucking beat like get the fuck out of here. Right, right. And and so like real talk, everybody got my fucking keyboard. Everybody got a drum machine. Like we can work this shit out. To to your point about the way Atlanta embraced Jeezy, I got a lot of that too. And people were just like, you have to understand, like uh when we went to birthday bash. Yeah. Um, and it was like a religious experience. Like it was literally like you would have thought that T D Jakes was on stage. They, they love all their artists. Like real talk. Like but especially Jeezy. Nut- That's especially true. But people Jeezy. was losing their fucking nut for Travis Porter. And Travis and Porter's them, awesome though. Come on. Them boys had just come out. Yeah, they but they they worked really, really hard though, dude. And like, they did. Their, I'm not gonna Especially not, when not, they first dropped their music crying. was incredible. Yeah, and I can't front like even though it's the antithesis of everything I stand for, I think "Swallow the Bottle" is a great fucking song. I love it. There you song. go. There you go. There you go. The, the interesting thing I will say about this with my relationship with Southern hip hop, yes, is it it makes me embrace shit that I hate. Yes. Like, well, it'll, there'll be your people, so though. many. That's themes. your people. That's real talk. Well, it's like there's yeah. so many themes and so much shit that I disagree with, but I'll be like, but it's hot though, and so, I. I feel I feel a little dirty after listening to music from the same, right? From, and, from the dirty. Some music should make you feel a little dirty. Like uh, if you listen yeah. to those really really old blues records, um, especially the the women singing with the, like with the none too subtle innuendos. Yeah. Um, there is the um, there is I forgot what the blues artist name, but it's a woman and she has a song about making a dead man come. Wow. And it's it is the filthiest record that i've ever heard in my entire life but at the same time again it's that it's the proximity it's the closeness it's the whole vibe of being down there like these things are just out in the open man like it's it's just that's like the vibe of the south and i understand that a lot of people get uncomfortable but this is you know like this is our net this is us in our most natural state like this is what we need to get back to i feel yo i gotta i gotta take this dog out real quick but real quick one thing over mm-hmm. under, most overrated Southern rap artists that you can think of, and most underrated Southern rap artists that you can think of. Who's your over under? Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, the most overrated Southern rapper to me is Ti. Um, I really he just he just gets way too much credit for not being that great. Like he's he makes some cool records and stuff. <sighs> that was he, that he, was hard. Yeah, no, no. Like I just like because I know people are gonna be like, what if they if people to hear that they would freak out and be like, man, T.I. is the greatest. <laughs> Why they gotta sound like that though? Because uh, you know T.I. fans are a little wacky. They're a little wonky in the head. Um, the most underrated Southern rapper, um, honestly, and and this is gonna throw you for a loop, but stick with me on this. The most okay. underrated Southern rapper out is Big Boy. 
I 100% agree. He is my underrated. Like, because, you know, like Andre gets all the props, this, that, and the third, but like Big Boy more than holds his own and has done so on three solo albums now that are yeah. bomb. Yeah. That are bomb. And he's really rapping. And like for him not to get his shine, that just really kills me, man. And um, uh, but uh, like there's so many dudes in the Dungeon family that I just love that never like much never really came of them. You know what I mean? Like I even like Timo. I like Big Gip. Yeah, Big Gip, Timo, Cujo, yeah. um, uh, my man Witch Doctor. Um, wow. like we said, Slim Cutter. You reached. <laughs> no, not Witch at all. Doctor. Witch Doctor, like, dude. What? Remember, remember Creatine? Creatine was my shit. Wow. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, and so your your pick for the most underrated Southern record that everybody forgets is a bomb ass classic. For the record that everybody forgets is a bomb ass classic. Everybody like the record from the South that everybody forgets is like a bomb ass classic. And then your best Southern rap song of all time. And because I, I got oh fuck man, those are hard. Oh sorry. Well, do you want to hear my underrated Southern classic? Hold on. I, yeah, and I'll tell you my best my best of all time. We'll okay. Do that. So you tell me the so, underrated Southern classic. I'll tell you my best. My underrated Southern classic is Backbone, still hitting like five deuce full tray. tray. <laughs> yes. Still fucking like five deuce full tray. Hey, shot a shot, My um, my favorite hip hop, my favorite Southern hip hop song of all time is yes. Rosa Parks. Oh, okay. And you know what? There's it does not get much more southern than that. Southern Rosa Parks has a fucking hoedown in the middle of it. Yeah, it has with a, a hoedown in the middle of it. Yeah, it with a harmonica. I'm pretty sure there was somebody spitting on the jug. <laughs> yeah, there's there's probably like, a jug part in Rosa Parks. There probably is, but it's so lush. Like musically, it is so lush. It has so much like layer. There's so much sound in that. And 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 it gives you like a classic. Ah, uh, what's that for? Like, it, you, there's not too much that gives you like all-time yeah. classic between that and Spodiote Dopalicious. Yeah, like those, those will be my top faves. Man, this dog is working my last nerve, scratching okay, on my man, thigh. Go ahead, so do I'm it. Take him for a walk. I'm gonna holler at you later, man. All right, man. Hey, hey, just remember the South got something to say. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna lock y'all in here <laughs> later, man. <laughs> <laughs> Their, their style, you you can't you can't appropriate it. You can't just appropriate it. Like you, if you're black, you can jump on. See, Don agrees. Don knows what it is. Hold on a second. See, Hold tell him, Don. What's it? okay? He like okay. okay. I believe that's Beagle for telling why you mad, Sean.